one of these. So I just basically kind of give us topics and then we discuss. <laughs> and then just feel free feel free to share as much as you like, basically. It's, or as little. Yeah. Or as little as you like. Or make stuff up, whatever. Whatever your character wants to be today. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> God. Been outside. I reckon I'm going to get a cold now. Great. Can't wait. It's going to be a all right, we good? Let's do this. Okay. It's like... <laughs> All right, here we go. What's the whistle? Uncensored Radio Real Talk Roundtable. Real life, real laughs, real talk. Hello out there, you see our land. Welcome back to the Roundtable. It has been oh, a hot minute, a very hot minute since we've actually pulled up a chair and had a bit of a chat. But we are here today and I've got... Some of the regular faces from UCL Live here to, you know, <laughs> break down some tough issues and really get to the meat of it all and discuss some of life's little problems that, you know, arise from time to time. So we have Tim, we have Vera, we have Christina, I am Steve, and welcome, as I said, to the round table where today we're going to be discussing boundaries <laughs> now very interesting topic and i'm sure we all have a lot of feelings about you know <laughs> and a lot of um you know different points of view on which is the whole point of the round tables that we come to uh, you know come together to make an understanding so the basis of today's information and the conversation comes from an article on Psych Central uh, written by Chantel Patmore. And this is 10 ways to build and preserve better boundaries. So the whole idea of having any kind of boundary with, uh, you know, yourself, with your interpersonal relationships is just to make healthy limits on what is expected of you and what you expect of other people. Now, I know that there are, there are a lot of different types of boundaries, but I think we can all agree, I think the biggest one that everyone struggles with is the boundaries that you set or you feel that you need to set or renegotiate with your family. Yeah. Correct? <laughs> yeah. Why, why do you think... <laughs> Why do we think family members get a pass at crossing boundaries? They've been with you from the start. They know where every button is sewed on. They push it when they have to. <laughs> they, you know, <laughs> we shared a bathtub. How can you tell her she has to knock? <laughs> <laughs> but I think... And yeah, I think that it's important that we realize, especially it's something that I've realized the older that I get, is that just because there is a status quo in familiar relationships and even friendship relationships doesn't mean that it has to stay that way. If so, um, it's popular saying that if something doesn't serve you anymore, then why are you feeding it? Why are you giving it energy? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think, especially for people that are, you know, our, our, our show is aimed at the uh, millennial age group and older, these people that are navigating navigating life where, you know, our parents uh, taught us one thing and we're trying to establish our own kind of goals and boundaries with what is healthy and what is expected. I think it's important that we all kind of really look 
at the relationships and how how they are serving you or how they're not serving you in everyday life. Uh, Christina, what are you what did you what are you doing actually at the moment? <laughs> what are, what are you in the what are you in the middle of doing at the moment? <laughs> what are you making? Oh. I am uh, making chocolate-covered Oreos for my sister in laws 40th birthday party tomorrow. At what time of night? Be happier. At what um, time of night? It's 9.20, and I'm not done at all. Uh, probably. <laughs> I'll, but I'll again, that is doing them until eleven thirty. I'm sure that is that is something that you wouldn't have taken on had you not gone. Okay, I will do this. Right? Exactly. So like, yeah. It's not a sense. I think there's a big sense of there's a difference between obligation, sense of obligation. I am obligated to this, and choosing to relax a boundary and go. You know what? It's a little bit inconvenient for me, but I want to do this for someone because I care about them. Right. So, <laughs> oh, here we go. I, <laughs> I just want to, I just, so like uh, for my sister's 40th birthday, I got the balloons, you know, I got the cookies, like, you know, I, I, I planned it out. Like it was planned out. It was a planned thing. Like, so that I didn't have to worry about this shit. I bought it, you know, <laughs> like this was like a last minute thing. And it was like, can you do this? And it was like, yeah. yeah, sure. Like, let's, why not, you know? And as I'm doing them, my husband's asking me, why Why are you doing this? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I, like, I didn't know. Like, I still don't know. Like, I get it. It's her birthday. But, you know, it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm doing because I didn't, I, I can't set boundaries with my mother. Like, you know, that's what I was immediately thinking when you said, like, with your family is like, no, it's the guilt. It's the guilt trip that I get ridden on. So I, it's obligation over guilt. And I feel like that's, that's a good way to put it. I guess. <laughs> I think that's a very, I think that's a very different thing when it comes to, um, daughters and sons as well there's yeah. a different there's a whole different yeah. guilt trip that one gets towards the other I mean I was very very lucky my parents kind of had very healthy boundaries with you know what was expected of me what was expected of them and da 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 da, da. but it, there comes I think it obviously everything that your parents taught you has come from somewhere their experience nurtures your experience oh, yeah. for for better or worse <laughs> as as we know as some of us know you know for better <laughs> or worse that you are ultimately affected by other people's history and other people's boundary issues that they have had for one for me that i am finding more and more and it, it, it's a family thing it's a friendship thing it's a professional thing the older i get i have a big big issue with people wasting my time and not respecting my time. I think, and I think, I'm, I was thinking about that the other day, I'm like, oh, where does that come from? Why is that such, like, a, uh, at the, like <laughs> if you waste my time, I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, <laughs> the claws come out, I turn green and, you know, Lou Ferrigno out. <laughs> and I, I, was thinking, I was thinking, I think it comes back to my father being terminally ill 
during COVID and the ability to the ability to spend time with people when that is taken away from you through outside sources, I think you really learn to value it more. So when he was going through chemotherapy, that was peak COVID. So couldn't go anywhere near him. And I think that, you know, just for, for you know, for fear of, you know, making the situation worse. And I think that that has stuck with me now and is part of my non-negotiables, really, that, you know, if I'm going to respect your time and if I'm on time for you, then I expect the same back. But yeah. that's not necessarily how the world works, sadly. <laughs> right? Well, I am the worst at setting boundaries. I'm so bad about it. I, uh, you know, I spent the first three hours of my day dealing with union stuff. I got my groceries. And then I went to Geneva with my sister so she could pick up her wine club order. And then I made ribs for my nephew. <laughs> I really haven't done anything for myself today. It's Vera, I think the wine is pretty important, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Let's not sugarcoat things. The wine is pretty important. <laughs> the wine is pretty but, important. And it is something we do together every month when we go to pick so, up for wine. Yeah. So let's let's look at that, though. Are you doing that out of obligation or are you doing that because you want to do that? That's part I'm of it that you want to do. Because it's fun. <laughs> Yeah, there you Usually go. So like, time. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's those sometimes it's those banal moments with family that you that you know mean the most later on down the track where you go, Oh, we used to do this. We go, Oh, we used to do this. That was cool. Like we were mm-hmm. a couple of my siblings <laughs> my sister in law had a few too many margaritas last night. <laughs> at, at the function we were at and she was <laughs> She's all about photos. She's like, we've got to hold these moments. These moments really matter. We've got to take these photos. We've got to hold these moments, hold these moments, these moments. And I think it's funny because, funny that I started to notice that because she also lost her father last year. So when it's when I think these moments of mortality pop up, you go, oh, that's yeah. important. Even though it's, you know, it could be. Oh, that's true. Hating. Mm-hmm. I'm going to want to remember that. I'm going to want some kind of sign that that mattered, that the time that we spent together meant something. So I don't usually do photos, but, you know, I'm I'm obliging people. I'm obliging Um, people. (laughs) I guess part of my problem with boundaries is I don't give myself boundaries. You know what I mean? You know, I, I don't... I don't stop myself from doing the things that I prefer to do over the things I need to do. I, I, you know, I wanted to go to Geneva. I wanted to make my nephew ribs. <laughs> I, I didn't set the limit, you know? So my whole right. day was spent pleasing other people, but it was my choosing. And that also, that, that gave you a little, I, I, I know how much you love your nephew. That gave you pleasure to, to feed the kid and make you happy. And, you know, <laughs> you, we know how much Artie Vera is like, oh. I know. She, <laughs> she loves it. She loves it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, I, I find, yeah, it's very, it's, family is usually, Tim, Tim's new to the, to the, um, to the panel, to the, to the table. Do you have any insight <laughs> on, you know, 
family obligation. Yeah, well, I mean, I was, I, yeah, I kind of wasn't sure where we. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I'm, I'm Italian and Irish, so I talk with my hands a lot, and that's probably not good. That's right. Um, we can so, see uh, so um, I really wasn't sure with you know, like where we were kind of going with this topic, and like I'm trying to like like think of you know my boundaries or family boundaries, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's obviously different for every family, right? But um, like growing up, um, our boundaries were definitely very blurred, right? Like my, I grew up with, you know, to a single mother my father was, um, alcoholic and abusive and, and the whole nine. Right. So our, our families were very close. I, you know, aunts and uncles, grandparents and all that. But in my nuclear family with my mother and my sister, um, my boundaries were very, um, kind of all over the place. Um, you know, I kind of had to be man of the house at a very young age. And it, it's th those lines, I guess they, they blur over time. And now I'm noticing that my relationship with my mother is almost like awkward because it's like for so long, it was like, it was a job, you know, like get your sister on the bus, make sure the breakfast is made. When you get home, make sure dinner's ready. But, you know, because my mother was working two and three jobs. So now my mother like feels guilty. So she's like overtly my mother, you know, where it's like, Oh, yo, poor Tim, poor Tim, poor Tim. And I'm like, like, easy. like I'm a 41 year old okay. man, you know, like I can, I, I'm helping fine. You know? So, um, so yeah, those, those lines, like as far as family, we were always so open with each other and um, there were almost weren't any boundaries. You know, it was like anything was fair game. Um, you know, I had mentioned that um, growing up, one of my uncles, my one of my father's brothers was um, um, mentally challenged and handicapped. And, you know, growing up in the 80s, you know, we just treated him like another uncle. Like there was one of my uncles literally brought him to a bar one time and they were like, you can't serve him anymore. alcohol." He's like, he's mentally handicapped. He's not drunk. <laughs> you know, and it's like, like, but it's literally like stories that, you know, it's like, well, I grew up with it. So it was no different for me. You know, one of my uncles was, was homosexual. And for that to happen in the eighties and the nineties, there wasn't a whole lot of that going on. So no. we talked about it very freely though. You know, like yeah. he married a man named Gary or was, was life partners with a man named Gary. And it was just part of our upbringing. So now that it's like kind of all coming to a head and it's all like taboo to say this and you can't use that word. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, that was our yeah. family and we loved them, you know, like, so why does that hurt you to hear that? You know, like, but it's just the way that we were growing up without those boundaries and you have to respect other people's boundaries too, though. So and it definitely, it definitely informs the way that you as an adult interact with people and you guys with, with children and, you know, the children that you've helped raise. I think that, you know, you've got all this stuff in the background that you go, Oh, well, I know, I know grandma didn't like this. And, so-and-so didn't like that. And that leaves you with, like, I don't know, these little blocks against things. You go, oh, oh, oh. And you've got to decide whether that's something that you take on and, you know, you add to your little baggage or it's something that you go, is this serving me? Is this doing anything to better my life? Or do I just go, oh, okay, that's, that's you. That's how you deal with it. And, you know, I move forward and I'm educated by by the experience i mean we've we've got alcoholism in my family on both sides and that's something that that is 
like a very sensitive topic um, that, yeah, a lot of my family members have struggled with. But then when when it comes to myself, it's not, I don't, it's not something that like, you know, I go, I must have that. And right. it's always in the back of your mind though. You go, oh, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. But that's there. That's their lack of, you know, whatever, or their addiction, their need for that. It's not necessarily something that I should worry about or have to worry about. I can leave that in the past. And the past can be the past. It can be a learning tool. It doesn't have to you know, <coughs> go with you. And Vera, I think you'll you'll have some feelings on this because we know the <laughs> we've we've um this show has kind of, you know, followed your your progress with your mother. My wife's mother. Your mother. And I think <laughs> you, 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 you're going to have a, a point of view on this one, right? Like leaving stuff behind and it helping create a boundary for you. Um, This boundary was so easy to create. I don't even know that I did it. I, I really firmly believe that mom did it, that she created that boundary. That, you know, we knew at a very young age that we couldn't ask anything of our mother. Um, we knew at a very young age that if mom was going to fly into a rage, it was best to hide, you know, and, and yes, she's my mother. Yes. There are feelings of love and, and, you know, family, but there's also feelings of she can be the monster that hurts us, you know? And so she got very ill as she got older. Um, you know, she, she needed us more and and in spite of the fact that she was our demon we stepped up to be there for her but when she died she just passed in december it hasn't been hard I, I, it's so funny that this came up because my aunt stopped by today and she was my baby sister's gone and i, I was like yep she is i'm sorry <laughs> for your loss yeah but i'm not i'm not sorry she's gone and i i I guess I should feel more sorry about it, but I don't. That boundary's been in place. But that, exa- that's exactly the point. You can feel you can feel sorry for your aunt, but she didn't have the experience that you had with your mother. Right. So right. that's you know, it's it's mm-hmm. as you said, it it was a survival mechanism for you guys to have that boundary and know that yep. you know I need to I need to walk this line very carefully. I I know that um, a couple of people that I went to school with have had the same issue and they know that, you know, so just, you know, would anyone that has, you know, med- mental illness, um, alcoholism, et cetera, in their family, you know, the triggers, you know, what to look for. And you go, Oh, I know that's a, <laughs> that's a boundary. We don't cross <laughs> for our own, yeah. our own like self-preservation. Original trigger warnings, almost. You know, it was exactly. like yeah. you knew exactly where to step and what to do and what was gonna <laughs> cause that eruption. You know, so yeah. yeah. yeah no, Sonia Sotomayor talked about it in her book. She's the child of an alcoholic, and she said that she became very aware from a very young age of the moods, and she could sense when things were going south with her dad, and she could she became able to control her presence in that environment. Um, and, you know, being the child of a mentally ill parent, I, I feel that as well. 
You know, I mean, there are times when I can read a room and everybody's like, what are you, psychic? And I'm like, no, I just watched him walk in with that look on her face and I watched her reaction and I knew something was brewing, you know? I know the danger signs. I can see, you know, it's an extra sensory perception kind of thing that is a really kind of sad gift. (laughs) Like, you can can see it. You can see it. Like, you can walk into a room and go, oh, you're... Especially with with alcohol you can see it people that have had that experience you go you're about two drinks away from turning aren't you like you yeah. can, you can <laughs> yeah. feel that you can it's, feel that tension ratchet and, up and you're like, yeah oh. it's, it's incredible too i mean even to this day i mean like i'm not a small person but i still like today i was playing golf with my cousin and he had a few too many by the end of the round and like i was uncomfortable being around him because i'm like I, I could just feel that 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 yeah. turn was coming and I was like, I don't want to be around you when you, when you get like this. I just, I, I want to remove myself from that situation. And oh, it's yeah. still, I still have, like, I turn into that, almost that little boy in that, that situation because of how traumatic those experiences were, you know? That's so yeah, it's definitely something you hold on to. That's the oh, thing yeah. that people yeah, I, have to learn to respect too. Is, you know, like this is a boundary for me because of this. You know, right. yeah. well, go, oh, you're being sensitive. Cut, relax. Be like, well, maybe I don't need to relax. Maybe you just need to no. understand. See, but that—that. Like, that, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no. Sometimes you don't even know you've set that boundary. You know. Yeah. I, I had a friend in the 80s, who was very addicted to cocaine, as was most of the world in the 80s. <laughs> and I, I looked at her one day, she said, we're going to go out to, to Syracuse tonight. And I said, you know what? Uh, you're going to be doing coke? And she said, well, yeah. And I said, I'm not going. I, you know? And she said, what do you mean? And I said, I love you all of the time. I don't love you when you're on coke. You know? And she... Yeah. To this day, credits me with getting her off cocaine. Because I looked at her and said, I don't want to go with you if you're going to do coke. Right. You know? And it it is a question of recognizing, oh, fuck. If we don't get out of this bar now, I'm going to be here alone, and she's going to take off with a biker, and we're not going to have a good time. (laughs) Well, she'll have a good time. I was going to say, it sounds like she's going to have a good time, yeah. (laughs) We're gonna be pissed. Yeah, <laughs> the royal way. I love it. I love it. I, I love dated. It. I dated an alcoholic for about three years, and it was it was awful. And like the worst three years ever. And you know, you stick around because oh, I can change him. But like now to this day, like I I can't stand the smell of just beer on anybody's breath. Like. <laughs> Just beer in general, just the smell of it. Like if if Joe drinks a Bud Light, I'm like, Bleh. like go brush your teeth, like go away, like you just can't take it. And he and my ex ended up getting a DUI because I didn't go pick him up. Like it was like one of those things. Like oh, I'll meet me here. Like I was setting boundaries because I was over his alcoholic behavior, you know. Yeah, and in turn, exactly. he got in trouble because I was setting boundaries. Like it's just you know whatever. Yeah. It's, it's it's funny how people how quickly people will try and make you the villain for right. for setting a boundary and you know going no this is this is me this is how I'm going to choose to interact with the world I I used to be a big 
people pleaser and like would go to everything and dro- at the drop of a hat. Yes, yes. What do you want? I'll go there. I'll do that. I'll spend that money to do this and da 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 da. And then I realized how much of it I wasn't getting back in return. Like, you're like, okay, if I want someone to do this for me, are they going to do it? Or if I don't, if I don't even ask and, you know, I'm struggling, who's going to be there to, you know, send a message or just go, hey, you're good. And I think when you can realize that maybe the effort you put out isn't necessarily the effort you get back. That right. allows you. <clears throat> that allows you to really put some firmer boundaries in place. I, as I've said on the show before, I love saying no these days. Yeah. Like, do you want to come to this? No. <laughs> Why? Don't want to. Yeah. Could think of nothing worse. Don't want to. <laughs> Don't want to go to this like random art show. Don't want to go to this fundraiser. Don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do instead? Go home and sleep. <laughs> Go yeah. home and sleep. Why? Because right. that's what I want to do. That's what I yeah. I want to do, not what yeah. you want me to do. <laughs> like, I, I like, will still say the, uh, the uh, maybe, maybe, oh, maybe. <laughs> no, like see, maybe. my friend called me on that. My best friend called. She goes, "Your maybe is bullshit." I'm like, "I know my maybe is bullshit." She says, so "She said, just say no." I'm like, "Okay, no. if you're giving me, you're giving me permission." <laughs> You're giving me permission to just say no. 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 And I think that's it's so much better for for me, like, especially doing this. Like you try you tell you tell someone I do a podcast. Yeah. Like, oh cool. But then they're like, you just gotta like watch an episode or like share something for me gives a little help <laughs> but as, as soon as it's like you know oh a function or a fundraiser or i was like could you like no i can't i'm sorry like i can't yeah, yeah. I'm, busy. I'm, I'm very busy like i'm very busy yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have my own fundraiser. My, my one date in the last 18 months <laughs> oh wait i want to hear this story <laughs> yeah. I, I went on a date with this guy and um he said, Oh, tell me about yourself. And and I said, Oh, I do this podcast. And he said, Oh, and proceeded to tell me all about his kids. And I'm like, uh, you're not gonna ask a question about the podcast? That's a pretty no important part skills? of who I am. <laughs> I know, right. That was the only date. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh you and he went with his he, he went with his kids too. Like that's a bone killer. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Are they 40? Because I don't want to know if they're not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not interested. Do they require your parentage like constantly? Because I don't need to know. That's a boundary. Vera ain't ain't being stepmom. No. (laughs) That's her boundary. (laughs) I'm not. No, dear. I don't think so. I don't think so. So I want to dive a little bit deeper. So there is pros and cons to having boundaries or having looser boundaries. So I think we can all, I I read this list and went, oh, okay. (laughs) I kind of crossed both of them. So people with more rigid boundaries might keep others at a distance, seem detached or even, even with intimate partners 
have few close relationships or avoid close relationships. But if you have looser or more open boundaries, you get too involved with other people's problems, find it difficult to say no to others' requests. That's not me. Overshare personal information. That's everyone on this panel. <laughs> and <laughs> seek to please others for fear of rejection. <gasps> I read that and went, oh, my God, that's so many people I know. There's so this many people I know. The entire reason behind them? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But, so I have to I have to ask, what is the worst thing that happens if you say no to someone? If you set that boundary and you go, no, sorry, I can't, and do it in a respectful, polite way, what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? I for me, I think that and I'm not necessarily a people pleaser, but I I do tend to try to like go along with most things. But I think the biggest fear of that is that you're not going to be asked again. Right. So like I've had conversations with Melissa where it's like, if we keep telling these people, no, who ask us to hang out, they're just going to stop asking us to hang out. And it's like, eventually you have to kind of give in, even though you don't really want to, but it, it boils down to like, yeah, like I, I mean, I guess that ultimately is a fear of rejection, but um, kind of like mixed with a fear of missing out, I would say, you know, but Bye-bye. Not being yeah. asked again is, is right. probably like my biggest fear. Yeah, but is it really f- missing out if it's something you don't want to do? Well, it's just because of the actual activity is not something you want to do. You may it, it may be something like okay, but those people you want to be with, and you may not see eye to eye necessarily on what your you know your favorite event is in your spare time. But it's like ah, you know what? I haven't seen this person in a while, and and I do want to spend time with them, so it's like I'll put up with the BS of whatever the event is or the, the function is, whatever, um, to be with those people. And again, it's like if I say no too many times, they're just going to stop asking, and then I don't see them anymore, and you know, you lose that that portion of your life. You, but you know, does, it I, make you, does it make you difficult to go, not really interested, not really into that, but hey, do you want to get together and do this sometime? I think... I, the more that those situations come up, the more I'm able to, because you know what? You find that those people want to spend time with you also. So they may not necessarily have that fear, but they're willing to also bend. So you don't have to give into their want all the time. So if you're like, Hey, you know, I really don't want to go to this concert because that music's not my thing, but would you guys want to go to a baseball game sometime? You know? And it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. We we would do that. It's like, Oh, I would have never thought to ask. I'm surprised that you would want to do that. And then you find out that you have a middle ground that you can all enjoy, you know? But, um, I also think it's, it's also kind of, um, like giving a little bit to get a little bit, right. you know, it's like, Oh man, like I really don't want to go do that. But if I do that, <laughs> then maybe they'll come do this with me, you know? So it's like, you, yeah. you give that little bit to, to get that little bit. So, um, <coughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess that, that fear of rejection. Yeah. It was really ultimately the, 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 the root of that. Oh, okay. I, lo- I love this. I love this show. We get real deep into people's psychology. It's like. Well, I know that so much of my not wanting to do things comes from my introverted self. I mean, I 
You wouldn't pick it to be on this show, but you know. I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm a very weird mix of extrovert and introvert. But some of my most fond memories of my entire life happened when I said yes, when I would have really rather stayed home with a book. Uh, you know? But, oh, they're having a bonfire at the Nolans. All right. And then that bonfire tends to be ends up being one of the best nights of my life. You know what I mean? But, um, but it, I have to get past that introvert tendency that I have. I really have to force myself to to put myself out there to be with people. Well, I I'm think unlike what you see here. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I think all of us took a really big step last year by actually. You know, we talk to each other all the time. Like I like I talk to you guys more than I talk to my family. Like, but yeah, right. we had met we hadn't been in the same room ever, the majority of us. So it it, it was a big step to, you know, even like I hadn't met Luke until last year, like in person. I hadn't met Luke until like and we traveled together and then we went and stayed at Jeff's house. Like it was <laughs> it was a big it was a big step for us all to, you know, and then Majority of it went well. <laughs> the majority of it went well. Like you know, there's always going to be, but that's that's finding boundaries with within the group, right? And, you know, like figuring out where you fit and how you fit and if you fit and all that kind of thing. But it's, I think it's healthy to put yourself in these uncertain situations, like Vera said. Yeah, we um, like my group of friends in high school. We had a pretty large group of friends. Uh, there was like I think it was like thirteen of us, right? That was like a good group of guys, and um, you know we do, we joke around that we had like A team and B team, right? Like there's like five <laughs> or six guys that get along, and there's another six guys get along. Like we all get along together, but you couldn't be one on one with certain guys just because it was awkward. And one of those guys <laughs> who I thought I couldn't be alone with asked me to take a road trip with him because he was moving to California, and I'm like me. Like me and you in a car alone, I'm like that. I'm like that sounds terrible, you know. And then, um, but we did, and it ended up being one of the best experiences of my life. And like we got so close and found out we had so much common ground on that trip, and you know, being in the car with each other for as long as we were, that it was it, it's it it was really amazing to. I mean, someone who I would have said that I was one of my best friends for however many years, but I never really knew him. You know, but uh, that car trip was really, like I said, I never would have guessed, you know, that that would have worked out and, and it was phenomenal. It was amazing. One of the best yeah. things I ever did. And yeah, if you didn't say, like, obviously you were like, oh, okay, that the, that friendship boundary, you crossed it and it, it paid off for you guys. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah, right. The same, the same with all of us being together. Like, you... You would think, oh, I don't really have that much in common with this person or this person or this person. Then you meet in person and you have you spend the time and you go, okay, cool. I like I, I love these people. These people are my folks. <laughs> like <laughs> we, we we are drawn to each other for a reason. It's like right. it's all good. Yeah. I mean, even even without meeting you guys in person yet, you know, just doing the the podcast with you guys, 
you know, like my, my first time on, I was kind of like, Oh, I was like, you know, I'm a little bit more conservative. Uh, you know, I don't know how this is going to go or how I'm going to be accepted or, you know, but to find out that we really do have so much of the same middle ground, you know, right. that it's really just like the few outliers here, but that's, that's one of those things that you don't know about anybody until you take the time to talk. And that's what I feel like we're missing as a whole society wise right now with those types of boundaries that, you know, we've become so rigid that you don't let anybody in because so it's like, Oh, what could we possibly talk about when realistically we all feel the same way. We're just, we're yelling so much over each other. We don't hear each other, you know? And that's um, one of the great things that I've, learned about myself over this podcast you know thank yeah. you getting past Look, that boundary you know a learning ability <laughs> tim, tim, i was like tim's shy and and, and more conservative i'm like okay that's an interesting perception you have of yourself there sir <laughs> well i'm shy i'm trying to start now that i'm getting more comfortable you notice how with it, my head my head gets bigger in the camera and yo know, how do i get louder more time? Head, yeah. get more italian yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, the so Italian yeah. turns up to eleven. It's all good. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna get the. Hey, maybe you skip this one. The next round. Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> never, so. never, never, never. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna give you a list, my friends, of boundaries, and you, I want you to think about it, and I want you to come up with one that is most important to you. So, of course, there are physical boundaries, meaning your personal space, your body, the way you show affection, et cetera, et cetera. There are sexual boundaries, which, you know, explains itself. Hopefully, if you're watching this show, you will probably learn a lot about sexual boundaries. <laughs> Intellectual <laughs> boundaries, where they concern your thoughts and beliefs. Emotional boundaries, so uh, when you feel comfortable, when you don't feel comfortable. And, of course, financial boundaries, which is, you know, all about finances and your money what is the most important one for you vera um you know as a nurse the the professional boundary is really so important i mean you are in people's lives at a very very vulnerable point they need you to to continue you know, but you really are there as a professional. You are there as a caregiver. You are not family. I And establishing that and finding my professional boundaries was probably one of the harder things I've done in my life. But it's, it's especially now that I work in mental health, I need to have those boundaries. No, I, you are not my friend. I may like you and enjoy the time we spend together every month. But at the end of the day, you're my patient and it has to stay professional. That boundary can't be blurred. So what about when other people that you work with may not have the same idea of professional boundaries? How, how do you react to that? How does that factor into um, your <laughs> job? I try doing? very hard not to be overtly judgy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Vera? I with so-and-so strikes me as inappropriate. Um, but I, I will, you know, try to lead by example, try to, you know, no, we can't invite so-and-so to go out with us. That's a patient. That's not a, that's not a friendship, you know? 
that never yeah. happened. I, that's just a hypothetical I just made up in my head. But <laughs> Christine is struggling. Oh my god! <laughs> Christine is having technology bubble, technology boundary struggles. <laughs> oh, I thought she was struggling because I won't take my patients to bars. <laughs> no. Yeah. Christina, what about you? What one's most important do you think for you personally? I I think like uh, okay, like the one where like you know you don't where you have to set personal boundaries for yourself. Yeah. Like, so you're more you think you're more emotional personal yeah. boundaries? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I think so. I feel like that's the most important. That way, like people know how you are and who you are, and I I just. I don't know. It's that's the most important. I feel like anything else, you know, with your partner, you get to learn their boundaries and but, you know, personally like especially like in your um business world like with your career too, like you have to set boundaries there too. Like yeah. Letting people know who you are from I th- Yeah, I think especially with the emotional one, if you set that up and people can see and know your boundaries, then it informs everything else anyway. They know that you're this you're this type of person, so you don't you're not gonna like this. Like it's not something that you're gonna indulge in. And everyone has different like sides to their, their personality. If you're someone that really values personal relationships over, let's say, professional relationships then you may have an you may have an issue with someone that is strictly the job 24 hours a day and you want to you know you want to go to work and be surrounded by friends right because you do get that you you get workplaces where people are like oh we've all been here for 500 years and we all love each other and we may not do the job all the time but we blah 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 blah, blah. this is just how it is and then someone that isn't that way comes in and kind of really upsets the status quo because they're like, they do the job and not necessarily, you know, go to work to have best friends in the world. It's, I think if you are clear with your personal boundaries and your, you know, especially your emotional boundaries, it will inform everything else. What about Tim? Talk to me, Tim. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I don't really... Like, there's, there's nothing that, to me, is, like, off-limits, you, you know? Like, and that doesn't mean that I can't respect other people's boundaries. Like, I can, you know, absolutely understand why other people would have boundaries. But, like, as far as me, I've always been an open book, you know? Um, I don't know that there's really too much. I mean, really, I guess, I, if anything, financial. I mean, that's probably where I, I've I've had the most issues in my life, you know, um, whether you know people with my finances or other people's finances or people butting into a third party's finances, um, I but like for me personally, yeah, I don't I it's weird. I, like I'm trying, I'm sitting here thinking of like, yo, what has somebody done that's like I'm like, oh, you need to step back, you know, or what has somebody said, and I'm like, it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me. There's there's really not a whole lot. That I'm like, oh man, that's that's off limits. If anything, honestly, you could probably ask me anything. I would be very forthcoming with it. I find myself being very defensive of other people's boundaries, right. like right. you know, to other people. I'm like, why would you do that to them? Yeah. You know, yeah. like, well, what do you talk about? I'm like, you can't tell. You know, like I, I've always been told by different whoever's that I'm an empath, 
and I, I can, I can just feel when other people are tense or when, you know, they're giving off vibes and energy. And I'm like, you're not picking up on that. Like you, like how, why are you being such an idiot? You, you know? I and like, I feel very like in a similar way, like I will protect anybody, but like, if you ask me anything, I will tell you anything. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I, like to me, it's almost like it, it kind of goes back to the communication thing that you guys are talking about during the confessions episode. Yeah. And it's like, if I don't voice to you what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling or what I'm experiencing, then how can I expect you to empathize with what I'm going through? You, you know, like I, I can't assume that anybody knows what I'm going through or or sees what I'm going through. Because everybody has their own shit going on. So most of the times people are so consumed with their own troubles and their own issues that they don't see yours. So you can't expect someone to res to respect you or respect your boundaries if you're not communicating those boundaries to people. You, you know, and, and I feel like it's just one of those things that it, it like anything else, boils down to communication. If, if I can express to you what my boundaries are, then I will now expect you to respect those boundaries. But if I don't communicate that, then how could I expect you to to know what they are? Yeah. So yeah, and, uh, yeah communication is a big thing. Like we, we underestimate the ability to be able to have, and <laughs> I find myself saying this a lot to people: a clear, concise communication without emotion to express your point of view, because. Once people add in anger or disappointment or frustration, it clouds the conversation. It clouds the clarity of the conversation. Right, because so, you take it personal and you get defensive yeah. at that point. Yeah, and it's exactly. Whereas, <laughs> whereas, be able to say, "Look, I wasn't really thrilled with what you did before. I'm like, I will. I just need you to know that that's not something that." is acceptable to me. Like if you say had a problem with someone drinking drugs, as Vera like said before, the way that someone treats their spouse, blah, 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 blah. If you can have that conversation without it blowing up into huge, like emotional trauma that everyone needs to pick a side and all that kind yeah. of thing, like it doesn't need to be that. You just need to go, Hey, this is my opinion on this. And you need to understand my opinion to move forward with our relationship in an honest way. If, if you want to have an honest relationship with someone. Right, I right. Mean, <laughs> well, a lot want. of it is emotional maturity too. Yeah. I right. mean, you brought up the trip and I've said this a million times. I think it's a point of personal integrity that I'm not going to say anything behind your back that you I wouldn't, wouldn't say, say to someone's to face. face. Exactly. You know? And so, yep. you know, I don't want to sit there and talk to talk about somebody's relationship with their spouse if I'm not willing to have that conversation with my friend. You know, listen, I'm sorry that I was there when he said this. You know, I feel that was disrespectful to you. You know, I have to be able to have that conversation with my friend. It's, it's not it shows no integrity to have it with anybody else. And they're not, they're not easy conversations to have and people have no, to be ready. Not. People have to be ready to have difficult conversations. Like I have in the past, I've got love you, hate your boyfriend. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? 
I will spend time with you. I don't really want to associate with that guy. And no. I know that you love him. You love him for this reason and this reason and this reason. I don't enjoy his comp- his company for this reason and this reason and this reason. So mm-hmm. if I step back, that's the reason why. And I have, and I think <laughs> everyone, everyone has, depending on either side, you have either nurtured friendships or lost friendships in relationships, depending on the person you're with. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you look back and go, oh. Like with them as a friend. Like, you know, it was one of them, like, again, like just the person that they were with. It was, I helped this girl move three times. Three times. (laughs) I am not doing this again. Like, it's not happening again. And it happened again. And I thought, I'm not not helping you. Like, and now I don't really talk to her all that much. And then, you know, you have, it's just certain relationships. It, It just, I can cut a person off in a day. You know, I I was, with, I was friends with her for like over five years, and she just said one fucking comment to me, and I don't talk to her any fucking more, and I'm okay with that. Like, uh, and know. obviously, you know, that's 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 your boundary. That friendship, you're like, okay, you don't get to say you don't get to say that to me. I'm sorry, right. you don't get to say that to me. Oh yeah, there are people and, that I won't talk to because yeah. of you know that you've crossed the line. We're done. Yeah, and even life, like people that I've known all my life, um, they've grown up with, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I've seen the way that they have handled situations or not reacted to situations, and I went, "That tells me enough." Yeah, like I may, I may have all of these memories and fond, like fond memories, very, very fond memories of you, but that doesn't mean that you didn't do the thing that you did, right? right. And I can separate that and go, all right, cool. Maybe that relationship is in the past for a reason. Yeah. And I don't need to accept, I don't need to accept your ambivalence Mm -hmm. (laughs) or, you know, total lack of interest in quite important things. Right. To, I don't need to include you in my life. I can, I can look for, I can look for that in other friendships. I can nurture other friendships or find new friends. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not necessary to, you know, hold on to things that don't serve right, you. Right, right. You know? Yeah. All right. What? Should we learn? Sorry. Should we do um 10 ways? 10, uh, what, what's she saying to me? Uh, how, 10 ways to maintain and set good boundaries to finish up. <laughs> should, should we see how this list goes and you can tell me yeah. what's going on? So um, number one, she says, reflect on the reasons for your boundaries. And I think that we have well and truly covered that with this conversation, I think whether other people think it's frivolous or not is not really up for discussion. Mm -hmm. If you set a boundary, if they think it's unreasonable, then you're like, why? Like, why are you not respecting my opinion? If we're equals in a relationship, whether it be a friendship or work relationship, you know, partners, what is it about me deciding that that affects you in such a negative way? I don't know. That's just me. I'm, I am. I have been called cold, not emotional. So, <laughs> you know, I have a lot of emotions. I just keep them. <laughs> I start with a few boundaries. So this is what she says. If you don't have many boundaries in place already, the prospect of introducing more might seem overwhelming. So build them up slowly. Doing so allows you to take more things at a more comfortable pace 
and it provides time to reflect on whether it's heading in the right direction or if you need to make some tweaks. Do we agree with that? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think if you wake up tomorrow and go, right, I'm not going to associate with anyone who drinks, who anyone who swears, anyone who looks at me the wrong day on the Sabbath, blah, 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 out of nowhere, <laughs> of course, yeah, your life is going to be drastically different in 24 hours. But if oh. something is annoying you, if something if something's getting under your skin, maybe pick on that and go, this is my core, this is my core boundary at the moment. And look at how people treat that, how they respect it or if they ignore it or if they go, huh. and then you go, all right, cool. I can push this this way then. And da 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 da. But I think if you yeah, if you just go in and go, I've decided this is who I am now, <laughs> you're gonna run into problems yeah. <laughs> just out of nowhere. It's yeah, like, cold turkey boundaries doesn't seem like the answer. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? All right. <laughs> Consider setting boundaries early on. Sometimes it can be really hard to start putting boundaries in, especially in pre-existing relationships. Yes. Da, da, da. <laughs> but if you can put boundaries in straight away, it's a lot easier to work with. Well, obviously, hello. Well, but most of our conversation has been about, you know, these long-standing relationships and getting in there and trying to assert a little bit of control. But I don't think it's ever too late. For someone to show you some respect, yeah, like and it might change. It might change. Like you people change when they live a life. You know, people people experience things, and that experience colors your perception. So you got things change. If you expect someone to be a cartoon character that is the same for the forty years that you're going to know them, I think you're going to have a very um, surface friendship i think yeah if you can't see people change and see see the flaws in people and i think it's also as well as see the good things that you can no matter how long standing your relationship is you can set a boundary even yeah. after 15 20 years you can say listen even your, you know even with your family <laughs> you <laughs> even know? with your family yes yes you know, this is not working for me anymore I know I've right. never said anything to you before, but these two, these next two ones, I think are kind of core. So try to be consistent with your boundaries. Letting boundaries slide can lead to confusion and encourage new expectations and demands among those around you. Try and keep things consistent and steady. This helps you reinforce your original thresholds and beliefs and ensures those lines remain clearly established. I agree with that in a big way. You can't let things... If you've made a decision that you're not going to accept something, you can't go, oh, well, it's okay because it's this person. Yeah, well, that's kind of the opposite of a boundary, isn't it? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. You, know, you, know, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, people will go, I hate people who cheat, but my brother's, my brother's best friend's sister, who I'm close with, is cheating on her husband, but that's okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know I mean, like, big, well, it's, it's, right. I, now, now that you say that, I feel like a lot of boundaries kind of are are sistered with your moral values, right? So, yeah. I feel like those are your your most severe or your most rigid boundaries. So, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna, if it's a boundary, then yeah, nobody should be able to slide because then that means that your convictions aren't that strong. 
So that really says more about you. I'm going to call that one. (laughs) Oh, I love it. (laughs) You know, I mean, yes, I think cheating is absolutely wrong. But I've always said it's not really my business who anybody sleeps with unless they're sleeping with me. (laughs) If you're cheating on your relationship, I may not call you on that. It may affect the way I think about you. I will consider that you don't have a moral compass, but I may not call you on that because that's your life. It's your circus and that's your monkeys. Oh yeah. No, I agree with that. I mean, hundred percent. That's, that's right. That's your own battle. You know, that right. I'm not getting involved in that, but like you I said, think- I would have an opinion about that person. Certainly. I would have an opinion. I mean, yeah. time and, myself. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Time and time again on this show, I think we have figured out with people that have come and gone through through the years and through through the lineups that we, I think, the majority of us holds a a fairly rigid set of boundaries when it comes to the relationships on this show. We can disagree, you know, yeah. the whole thing about. Uncensored radio, especially UCR Live, is the fact that we have different opinions on things, whether it be political, religious beliefs, anything like that, relationship beliefs. Or Britney Spears. Or Britney Spears. <laughs> no one should have a separate affair of Britney Spears. <laughs> but <laughs> the people that have stuck around and the people that work are the people that can have disagreements but hold a professional boundary to it. We could have, we could argue like cats and dogs on the show, but when the cameras go off, you have to be okay to be civil with that person. You might, you might have not agree with them, but we have had people in the past that will be on the show and on our page and disagree and then take it from this professional for lack of a better word, <laughs> ain't nobody getting paid yet, but, you know, <laughs> um, for this professional environment and make things personal, and that's where I draw a line. I'm like, yeah. if your convictions aren't strong enough to not be able to have a conversation or an argument or a disagreement without getting personal, then your argument is right. new to me. Without yeah. Again, that comes that down to respecting nothing. somebody else's yeah. boundaries, right? I mean... Right. A boundary, an opinion, a moral conviction, whatever it is. I mean, you right, you, like you said, you may not see eye to eye on it, but I have to respect your opinion, you know, or, or, or right. you know, whatever your feelings may be about it. And we can I get along without having the same opinion right. or feelings about, you know, every single topic. So, yeah. and it's not breaking, it's not breaking your personal boundaries to argue with someone and then be friends with them. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, it, and it, I can it, do everything in my power to convince you that you're wrong and I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, if you continue to, to believe in error, I will allow that. <laughs> <laughs> I will respect you. I'm glad we don't call each other names. Oh, I love you. All right. This is, pr- this is probably one of the most important ones. I'm just Number five. <laughs> Number five. Carve out time for yourself. And your boundaries can vary depending on the type of relationship. But if you find it helpful, there's no reason not to have a few basics in place that can be adapted accordingly. So you don't, just because someone is your family, doesn't mean you owe them your time, your emotion, 
your finances, all of that stuff. You, you are allowed. You are allowed to. You are allowed to say no. You are. You are encroaching into my life too much. Back the fuck up, because it's not acceptable. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I like that one. I like. I like. That one. Don't be afraid to include extra boundaries. I think that's very. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot for people to go. Extra boundaries for people who don't have many to start with. But um, especially the workplace, I think you'll find that if you give people, you know, set boundaries and then they get extra empowerment from that by giving them extra, you get extra. Is, is that weird? I don't know. Like, so, like, if I give someone more responsibility and go, well, this is my expectation of you. This is the boundary that you have to act within. Most of the time people go, okay, I'll, I'll step up and accept that responsibility. And then that comes with another set of boundaries that they either choose to, you know, go with or not. That's just personal experience. But anyway, um, set healthy boundaries on social media. We can't talk about that. <laughs> Actually, we can. I just don't be a hater. Don't be a fucking hater. No. So I had someone. I had someone. Oh, here we go. I've got. I've got a story for this one. I posted a video from Drag Expo. I got my my best friend surprised me last week, and she goes, "What are you doing tomorrow?" I'm like, "Nothing." She goes, "Cool, we're going to Drag Expo." I'm like, "Okay, cool." We spent the whole day surrounded by drag queens. I went, I'm really not this gay, but that's okay. <laughs> I learned a lot more about myself. Um, it was a fantastic day. had a great time. I've lost my train of thought now. <laughs> that doesn't happen much. Oh, I've stumped myself. Let me look back at this now. <laughs> oh, social media. That's what it was. Okay. So I posted a video. I posted a video and this person who I kind of know was like, oh, um, because I was quite close to this performance. And, and they're like, oh, this was iconic to see up front. And I was like, oh, yeah, we went to we went to the after party where they did another another performance and it was just as amazing. And their response was, meh, what a medal. <laughs> wow. I'm like, get off my fucking page then. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Like, and I, I, to my credit, went, that's okay. Yeah, I didn't go. Fuck you! And the horse he rode it on <laughs> seventeen. Like, right? No, but that's my that's my boundary. I'm like, I don't. You don't feed the the haters. You don't feed the trolls. Nah. <laughs> but like, why why say anything? Like, what's the point of saying that? Exactly. Like, right. People are such okay. assholes. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, you're poor. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry about it. <laughs> Oh, here's a good one. Communicate when your boundaries are crossed. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> he's like, yeah, right. <laughs> Go make those Oreos, bitch. There was, there was a lot of that today, right? I mean, um, I don't want to get into too much of it, but uh, you know, Melissa and, Chris, and Christina and their aunt and their mother went dress shopping today oh. for a dress for our wedding. And... Um, Mother of, mother of the bride dress. Mother of the bride dress, and you know we're it was supposed to be videos from this wedding. You know, <laughs> oh, there'll be there'll be videos. Yeah, yeah, but uh, 
but you know, some, some boundaries were crossed, you know, and, um, I was trying to tell Melissa, I was like, you need to speak up assertively, but respectively for yourself, you know, and, and establish that boundary. Like it's just, it shouldn't be accepted. And this when I, first thing, thing I answered, shame. when I got home, I said, did Chrissy say something? Did your aunt say something? Like who, who talked, who, who said something? She's like, everybody <laughs> had something to say about it. You know, so it, it was mentioned whether it was received. Yeah, we'll see. But I think I think a lot of people I think a lot of people in that situation too, if they are if they are a bit more of a people pleaser, will worry about being seen as a bridezilla. I mean, my my sister, <laughs> we went to my niece's engagement party last night. My sister came up to me and goes, "I'm moving until the wedding. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm well- moving." I'm moving. I don't want to deal with her. I don't want to deal with her. It was the it was the engagement party. She goes, I can't deal with it. I, I'm, I'm moving until the wedding. I'm like, okay, she's your daughter. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> well, I was in college. I worked as a wedding planner. Oh, no. And in my humble opinion, it doesn't matter who the bride is. When they are the bride, they are, they are bridezilla. It's their way only. <laughs> I'm, I'm a everybody we talk to they're like oh you're the groomzilla i'm like you damn right i'm the groomzilla i was like this is what i want this is the color i want and this is how it's gonna go down you know most of us like, hey, whatever if it's not unreasonable i think that's okay so many of my friends have gone my wedding wasn't about me yeah my right. wedding was my wedding was a party for other people I was yeah, so yeah. uncomfortable. I was so tired. I, was, I, I don't remember it. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like, made the right decision. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I one of the I one of the things that we're doing that. is we're not doing a cake cutting ceremony, and everybody's like, "You're not going to do a cake cutting." I'm like, "No," because I want to have a party. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to stop to cut a freaking piece of cake for thirty minutes. You know, like, just everybody enjoy and dance. I don't want to take. Any time away from the party, but yeah. again, that's you know we've had to establish a lot of boundaries with this wedding so far. Like no yeah. kids, like that's been a huge pushback. Oh Jesus, but, uh, are you okay? Yeah. Did you survive that? M- Melissa's having a hard time with some uh, some relatives who are, are pushing pretty hard, but for the most part, everybody's understood because it seems to be people more get, of like a thing now. You know, so people get so offended, don't they? Those it's crazy. Children. No, I'm like, well, even, I'm for the plates. So even for my can... birthday party, we went to like a restaurant. I'm like, don't bring your kids. There's nothing. There's nothing for a child to do here. Yeah. Oh, oh what about my, what about my child? I'm like, I'm sorry, they're your child. Why do I care? Yeah. No thanks. Like my my best friend's like, we're not bringing our kids. Like, why why would we bring why would we bring our kids? I'm not going to deal with my kids saying they're bored every I five we minutes. Were doing... I thought yeah. we were doing people a favor by saying you don't have to bring your kids. You know, right. like take the night off, come relax, you know, but it's like the pushback has been crazy. I but no kids, screw that. <laughs> True. All right, these last two, I think I think these two last two go in hand. Practice self-love and engage in activities that you enjoy, which is, you know, power of saying no, but also gain perspective on your boundaries. I think the the longer you sit with something, the more you see if it serves you or not, and then you can you can you know alter things as you go along. But having the perspective of having that perspective is something something that some people can't have. Like they are so down the line and going, oh. you have to you have every day you step back and go. Hmm. 
Do I look like a royal asshole for doing this? Yes. <laughs> Am I okay with that? Yes, I'm okay with that. That's fine. Is is it necessarily, you know, is it this is something else I've noticed? Is it shrinking my group of friends as I get older? Is my circle smaller? Yes. But do I value those friendships more? Yes. Yeah. Everything comes with you know, everything comes with a to and fro. Right. So it's been almost about a year that I that I haven't really had a conversation with my brother because of something that happened, right? So, but I've set that boundary that I'm not going to engage in a conversation with him, nor do I give a shit about what he says when he's around. <laughs> but, you know, again, I have to deal with it because he's my brother and, you know, my mother is still here and we always are over there and he's up the block whatever all, all, all that shit he's around all the time but i have set myself a boundary that i i he's i've tuned him out my husband talks to him but do i give a shit what he talks to about my husband no do i ask my husband what he talks about no i don't just <laughs> i don't give a shit like again that person's just i don't care so i've gained my yeah. perspective over the past year to realize it just doesn't it it's actually been so much better for me to ignore him than to feed into the shit that he does because it it would get it would every time every time he would yeah. say one fucking thing I would react and it's like I'm not I, he's not even there anymore to me like I think just, Jeff, Jeff has a very very similar point with his relationship with his family it's just like what is this doing to me and my children yeah. and you know, is it really worth holding on to a relationship that is potentially damaging to not only myself but the people that I care about because yeah, it's a familiar that. relationship, it's a it's an important work relationship, it's important da-da-da-da-da. Sometimes cutting things off is the best boundary you can have and, and ending things that are, that are not healthy and no longer serving you. So I think we've we've well and truly covered the, the topic today. I think we're quite well rounded. We are quite <laughs> I'm impressed I'm impressed with us guys. <laughs> this is the roundest round table and I, I think we can all agree that even though boundaries are subjective and you know individual, that respect is something that I think should be a non negotiable for everyone. I think you need to treat the people that you interact with no matter if you are their best friend or, you know, they're someone that, you know, you tolerate. Respect is probably the one thing that everyone is owed until they show you otherwise. Yep. And that's, I think that's where we'll leave it. That sounds very smart. That's my Oprah moment. That's my Dr. Phil moment for the day. <laughs> Thank Can you for joining us. I know, right? Thank you for joining us on the round table. Tim's Tim's first round table. We've popped his round table cherry. He's he's still alive. I'm sore. He might be walking funny tomorrow, but that's okay. Yeah. We love that. <laughs> we love we love it. We love it. We love it. We promise we won't be long and we'll be back with another round table. Thank you for joining us. If you have anything to, you know, put in on the on the topic, please comment and let us know because We'd love to hear feedback from you. If there is a round table, something you would like us to discuss, let us know. Drop it in the comments. But until then, next time, we'll see you around the round table. Bye, guys.
Chris Davis, poor, poor.